Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's the midweek episode and we've got some important stuff to discuss. Jake is going to walk us through some game-changing, season-changing things. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Trevor. Joining us from California, as always, and BBD in the corner, producing his butt away. This episode brought to you mm. by DraftKings and some other special people, maybe. Mm. Maybe. And we got a good one here. We did this. We can't remember if we did it last year during the shortened season or if we did it in 2019, first year of the show. But there's some players out there who have a big chance to win the season individually. We're going to get into it. Trevor, are you excited? I'm so excited. You know, our friend uh, talking Jake here put together this beautiful list that he shared with us. And there's some fun names to talk about. I like the topic. Um, I've been part of two-week differences. I've seen people, you know, have great seasons because of the last two weeks and also go the other way. And um, Although it's going to be a small sample size, it plays a big part in your end of season results. And those things matter. So I'm excited to talk about them. There's some really, really interesting cases here. You did a good job, Jake. Ooh. How you doing, man? Hi, Trev, James, BBD, everyone live. I just accidentally touched BBD's wiener a little bit. Um, crossing through doorways, everything got congested. It got crazy, um, but we're good. Talk to HR about it. Um, yeah, Trev, I'm we I got I gotta think it's twenty nineteen because twenty twenty was such a short season. That was kind of the discussion of the season. But for me it's always been the you know, a player uh, my generic example is a player has a seven seventy five OPS and the people that listen to talking baseball know what that means. You have a hot two weeks, you finish with an eight hundred OPS and it's like that guy that guy's a real good ball player. You have a bad couple weeks and you land at a 740 OPS. You know, people are like, yeah, he's okay. He's kind of average. And, and anyone in baseball can have a good three weeks or have a bad three weeks. So, uh, yeah, I got an interesting list of dudes here. Doing generally well. I mentioned the BBD thing. Um, Trev, do you, do you have any examples? Like, do you have any guys you were playing with that maybe they were chasing 300 batting average or something like that or 30 home runs on the season or, or any of those kind of milestones that don't mean a ton, but they also could mean the world to a player? Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I'm going through my, my game logs right now. And mm, interestingly <laughs> enough, I remember uh, Chris Herman, Herm the Worm, uh, September, and I think it was 2011. Um, I had a good end of the year, and I, he said those exact words to me, like, you saved your season. Mm. I didn't really think much of it at the time because I was still plugging away, but it's kind of exactly what you're talking about here. Like, getting hot not only, like, makes you feel good going into the offseason, but you can raise those numbers where, like, they, they go from, eh, to, like, okay. Like, mm. you did it. It's the body of work. And this is this is just going to add to the body of work. For instance, like we're talking, we're going to talk about our guy Ian Happ. Ian Happ's been doing it lately, right? Teaser, teaser. No, Happ's a great Happ's a great example, and I think people, you know, sometimes we we hype all the John Boy media stuff. Obviously, it's the company. Um, Ian Happ, what he's doing is nut job right now, and yeah, we'll we'll just tie it into you know what that means for him kind of going forward or going into next season, um, man, his he is the best butter knife in baseball right now. Yeah. The way you can chop up his stats are electric. Trev, 2013. Oh, boy. You had a hot last six games. You had, in those I six. that's what he was talking about. In those about. six games, you had an 831 OPS. You had a 391 batting average, 440 on base. Now, it's not crazy difference, but the – the changes you made in those six games mentally do play a little difference cognitively. Like your batting average was below 250 that week. You ended mm -hmm. your season batting average above 250. Mentally, yeah. that's like a, a check mark. Your OPS yep. was below 700. You ended it at 701. 
Which you just get in those sevens, and people think a little differently. You're like, oh yeah, it's a you know plus season, average 100%. season. One hundred percent. That's a that's a great number to look at. You know, six to seven OPS is completely different. Seven to eight OPS is completely different. So yeah, I got hot. Can two I make hits, you? A, can I make you a little hits, sad? No. Oh. The last game of the year, you you almost tanked. Tanked it. Yeah, I went over four. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, because you were at 256, 311, 707, and you clapped for that. You better get. You had beers in the Good dugout. Year. You were last yeah. game of the year. Who got you? That's mm. the thing is, if I would have had a nice game, no, Trav, it was it was it was Jimenez. Oh, Ubaldo. Yeah. Oh, I, I am. I was. I know. That's so. That you should have requested. You should have sat out. Yeah. Should hey, this bald guy. I don't. I don't face him well. I want to keep my numbers as they are. Hit home run to end the season once he's out of the game. Ah, Garden hire. What's weird is I remember him saying it in Houston. I'm whatever. This show is not about me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys. Sometimes it is. So mm-hmm. the all the all maker Jake team is brought to you by. Are we doing it? Sure, it's brought to you by Roman. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, need well, it. Speaking of maker, maker Jake. Yeah, maker Jake. You want you know him, not Romaned up or Romaned up? Answer is mm. not for me. Get Roman ready. BBD, when Jake touched your wiener, were you Roman ready? I was not Roman ready at the time. Okay, well, next time maybe you can be, you know, because Roman, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash JohnBoy, complete an online visit. Yeah. Step to the plate. Two weeks left in the season. Right. You need the confidence knowing I can turn this around right here. You finish you finish these couple weeks strong. You're Roman ready going in the offseason. Yes. It just mm. started clicking. It's working. Yeah. Mm. You have a bad couple weeks. You're feeling a little floppy. And in the offseason, you're going to have to go to getroman.com slash johnboy. And if you're prescribed, you get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. So seems like a no-brainer to me. Whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. And getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash johnboy, complete the online visit, take care of your ED, gain the confidence going into next season. You know, I've got it. I figured it out. Things are going to be great for me. Get Roman. Jake, who you got? You're, You're host of this show. You're walking us through it. I'm interested. You know Poppy's an around the horn guy. Um, and I, I think where I'm going to start, and this guy was topical for other reasons the other day, and Jim, he's, he's like an all-time favorite for you. Catcher Gary Sanchez for our New York Yankees. Uh, Gary was recently highlighted for all the wrong reasons, one of the worst tags in MLB history, for lack of a better way to put it. Gary Sanchez, in an interesting twist, has not been a conversation point for the Yankees this year, which is good and bad. (laughs) Um, Gary often gets highlighted for a lot of the wrong reasons, and we forget how good of a hitter this dude is. He's got a career 804 OPS. Um, When Gary's dialed in, his power goes toe-to-toe with anyone in baseball, and he's having a really solid year. Uh, He's got a 751 OPS. And I guess he hasn't really had too many highs or too many lows. Um, you know, he's have he's got one war on the season. It besides that defensive gaff the other day on the tag, he's been pretty good defensively to the point that Trev, you live on Yankees Twitter and you haven't seen people killing Gary. You used to coach this guy, Trev. I'm not sure where you're at. He's having a nice year, a 105 OPS plus. If Gary. And by the way, the Yanks start a three-game set with the Orioles, where he's had a lot of success. If Gary can find the stroke for these final couple weeks, get that OPS plus to like a 115, something in that area, he now jumps back into one of the better-hitting catcher years this year. Um, Because, again, compare catchers to catchers. There's not a ton of dudes out there. And Gary is in his, what, his second year of, his third year of arbitration, where his contract next year is going to be in the $8 million range-ish, maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower, that there was talks this offseason if the Yankees would pick up his his contract. 
if Gary finishes strong, his numbers amongst catchers are going to be, uh, yep, Gary's coming back. Let's ride this thing out. If not, I mean, it, it really opens a lot of stuff. So Gary is my backstop um, for the all-make-or-break team. Okay. I like it. I mean, looking at his numbers, he had an incredible first half. Second half hasn't been so hot for Gary. He ended the first half with um, a 785 OPS. You're going to take that all day long from your catcher. Since then, uh, 676. And really, it's his OBP that's gone down. So I was going to say, hit some homers. you know, Get yeah. that slugging up. But really, it's about getting on base. Cut some strikeouts down, get on base, hit a few homers, and you're you're exactly right, Jake. That 105 OPS plus could turn into 110 really quickly. Um, and then you know we're talking like he's he'll be tender to contract. It for Gary, it, it very well could go either way. If he struggles mightily at the end, he's a non-tender candidate. You said it. You said it yourself. He was. I don't know if they ever really thought about non-tendering him this offseason because six million dollars is nothing to pay a catcher that has the potential, of Gary. When you start getting up there, eights, the tens, then teams start really looking, who do we have a guy, two guys maybe, that we can platoon and pay him, you know, a million bucks. That becomes a real thing, especially when, you know, the Yankees, uh, they're, they said this year they weren't going over that threshold. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. I'm rooting big time for Gary. We haven't heard about his defensive liability besides that one play. You know, we haven't heard about the pass balls which has been a huge thing for him. Um, maybe you guys are more in tune with that. I haven't heard it on Yankees Twitter. No, no. I mean, when one happens, it gets grouped into all of his past stuff, and that one game and that tag is the worst. It's pretty bad. But on the whole, as a season, it hasn't been what it once was, like 2018. It was like with a runner on third. Right. All you could think yeah. about was, oh, my God, don't dirt one. Pitchers had a pitch a little different. It was like, oh, bad, bad, bad. It has not been that. Um, he had a he had a really, really hot June. I mean, he had an yes. out of his mind June. So if he just has like a decent September, that'd be nice. He had game winning hit the other day for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he can build on that and some Orioles pitching. Um, Because, yeah, Trev, like you said, in his first half, 785 OPS, and, you know, if you get that from a catcher, that's that's fantastic. Gary's career is in the eights. He's an 800 OPS guy, so um, Gary would turn it on. That would be big for him and Los Yanks. Um, This next one was the only one that I think the conversation isn't as clear. Um, And it was at first base, and... And a part of the the make-or-break teams, make-or-jake, excuse me, is, you know, the company you keep because it's positional. And when I was looking at the first base position, like, Vlad's season has been, (laughs) you don't have to worry about that. You know who Muncy is. You know who Freddie Freeman, go look at his numbers on the years. He just casually had another incredible season. Goldschmidt, Gurriel, like, Votto, your, your perception of those players isn't going to change. The one guy who stood out, and he's having a really nice year, is Jared Walsh for the Angels. Jared Walsh is having a great season. 125 games, 26 homers, um, 272, 333, 509 slugging. That's his across the board. And that's where Jared Walsh can really take this thing to another level. If he gets to 30 homers, that's a mark that not a lot of ball players can say. And when we start talking about the Angels come 2022, you say, okay, Trout's going to be back. Otani's gross. Jared Walsh is a 30-homer guy. Rendon should be back. If Jared Walsh, like we just talked about with Trev's example from a few years back, if he drops his batting average into the 260s, 250s with a little slump his on-base is at 333. That's, that's kind of a pivot point for hitters. You start going lower than that, people start, well, he's not an on-base guy. Uh, So Jared Walsh, who's had a solid year, he was great last year. I do think the next couple weeks, when we talk about the Angels in the offseason, and specifically him, he can change a lot of his narrative. I think we're talking about, with him, narrative outside of Angels fans. Because he's he's been so good, I think. 
He has one bad month, and he was battling an injury that they finally just put him on the IL, and that bad month is so bad. Yeah. And since recovering, I mean, he's been lights out every month. Right. So people that don't know all of that and they just just look at hard numbers, if he has a bad September and it drops, might not give credit for the season he should be getting credit for. But I think it's... We can we and Angels fans should step up and be like, no, that was a good year. One bad month when he was injured and a bad September, but that should not knock how good of a year he's had. Well, he's actually had a really good September. He since that since the um, since the intercostal strain, it's 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 zapped him of his power. You know, that I'm looking core. at the splits right now. In the second half, he's got four homers compared to 22 in the first half. Now, obviously, a lot more games have been played, um, but I, I agree with you. You know, there are some benchmark numbers that guys want to get to. Thirty homers is a benchmark number. Maybe doesn't mean as much as it used to, uh, but it really still does. I don't even know why I said that. Oh, it yeah. still really means a lot to guys. Thirty homers is the mark of a, a, a true power hitter. So he's sitting at twenty six right now. I'd love to see him get there. He's one of the guys, like you're saying, uh, James, like Angels fans know, they love and adore this guy. Uh, but for him to become more of a household name, I get what you're saying. And that's... Rooting for him to do it. That's all of it. Like, that's the the outside perspective. Angel fans are going to love Jared Walsh. He's had, a, he's had a nice year. But if he has a couple good weeks, you're talking about a 280 batting average, 30 home runs, 340 on base, 500-plus slugging. And if you're the outside world, you have to really check in with that. If you're the outside world and his numbers kind of fade a little bit, you point to the second half and people might not know about the injury or they say the league's starting to figure him out. You get those kind of phrases. So, uh, Jared Walsh, finish strong. Let's get 30. Another another caveat here with caveat. a guy like Walsh. Yeah. The Angels are probably going to look to maybe extend the guy. I know it's early on in this career, but teams want, are willing to do that now. New front office, that's the mindset that these guys have. They want to get – if they believe in you, they're going to look to get you on the cheap. Now, if Jared goes and has the last two weeks not so hot, mm. I mean, that could potentially cost him millions in a contract offer. On the flip side, if he goes bananas and hits some homers and keeps getting on base – that could raise his price a couple million dollars. So, like, that's kind of what's at stake here um, for these last two weeks. It's 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 not just the numbers to look at, but also what comes along with the numbers. Money. Mm. You know, recognition. Which means a lot to everybody. I mean, we play the game for the love of the game, but you also, like, worked your ass off. Like, you want to make as much money as you can in the small earning window that you have as a baseball player. It's a tight window. It's a tight, tight window. Ooh. And that seggy segues us to a couple middle infielders. I, I wasn't planning yeah. on lumping them together, but I think I will. Um, your second base and shortstop combination, I am going with Javi Baez and Trevor Story. Um, and so, A, these guys are upcoming, a huge part of the shortstop free agency class. Lindor resigned. He's out. Um, and by the way, a couple three homer days that'll change how Lindor season looks. Uh, but for Javi Baez and Trevor Story, I think there's a couple big things to note. Javi Baez, whenever the shortstop class was mentioned, Correa, Seeger, um, Trevor Story, Javi was kind of the last guy mentioned, and part of that is because his 2020 was so bad. Uh, his 2020, and you know, I think they tied it to some of the the video stuff. Guys using iPads and things like that. He had a 599 OPS in 2020, which hmm. when you're getting compared to Carlos Correa and Seager and Story, those guys don't have that blip on their radar. And you know, he's never been an on base guy, and you know, teams obviously love that. Like what Javi does is he drives the ball. He plays great defense. He's electric on the base paths. My goodness. Since Javi's gone to the New York Mets, 298, 360, a 930 OPS. If Javi has a couple more weeks, he doesn't go from the bargain bin shortstop option 
he goes to the guy who plays shortstop and second base, who you might get a little bit of a deal on, but he can also rake and drive the ball. Now, Trevor Story, it ties back into the numbers, right? He is going to get paid, paid. And I think what he can do with a hot couple weeks is take any excuses out of front office's mouth. He hasn't had the 900 OPS year. He's sitting at 797 right now. I think Ooh, that baby. that 800 OPS definitely speaks nowadays. He's got a career 864. If our guy, fan of the pot, Trevor Story, has a couple big weeks and brings that up to 815, 820, the numbers are not aligned with his career numbers, but you just say, like, yeah, he had a slow start last year, and then everything else everything else came together. Um, so those guys, like you said, Trev, money is on the line. <laughs> These guys next couple weeks matter. Matter. Yeah. Javi's been hot big, lately. Big time. Both him, Story and uh, Javi have been hot lately. You know, for, for a guy like Baez, you look at his 2020, maybe you're thinking he wasn't interested. Right, he comes over to the Mets. It's interesting now. Mm. I got that juice, that life again. That you know, the love for the game. We're playing for something. I think a guy like Javi maybe needs that. Uh, he's been obviously showing it there. And as far as story goes, he's been killing it too. August yeah. to September, he's got it on like a nine twenty, nine twenty five OPS. Like I think teams are willing to overlook like you know a bad July. This is basically kind of what story had. You know, right. he has the track record there, uh, but you know, he will remove all doubt. Get that OPS mm. in the eights. You know, he's already basically strong, but he he has to continue this and you know have it in the eights. He'll go get his payday. Maybe he'll come to your Yanks. Mm. I don't know. Leave no doubt. Make mm. sure they remember forever the night mm. they played the dice. What movie is that from? I forget. How does Javi Baez have a career 104 OPS plus? It's just the on base. Power. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the two combination. Yeah, I mean, that's his career on base, 305. I mean, his slugging, 478, it's good. Yeah, really good. When he yeah. hits it, it goes. He just doesn't walk, obviously. Story's going to finish in the right place. He's got like a three and a half war this year. He's been hot. But yeah, you want to... I want that ammunition taken away from front offices who are trying to sign Trevor Story. And they're like, well, 797 OPS. No. Let's get... 8-1. Min. Put the snowman right there next to that period. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me? Yeah. Are we a snowman pod? Well, we've already talked about my career with snowmen, but I like making snowman. Yeah, is that is that it? Is that the question? I don't like making snowman. From California, you don't even know that life. I mean, Jimmy, we have mountains here with snow. Yeah, but you got to go to it. You don't get to make a snowman in your backyard. I'm not making a snowman if I'm at like a ski resort. I'm making a snowman in my backyard so I can watch it melt over the next two weeks. I mean, it's not like yeah, maybe not in my backyard, but it's pretty close. How many snowmen have you made in your life, Trev? A, a ton. A ton. It used to, where, where over I under. Over under twenty. Over. Over. I got suspect. doubts. I, that's suspect. Why? <laughs> Do you? I I don't understand people. Like California okay. has all topography and terrain. We have mountains. We have snow. Jimmy's very close to LA. Jimmy's counter to that is Jimmy would never leave his house to go make a snowman. Yeah. Yeah, see, we would go camping all the time in the winter. He's a winter camper. Winter camper. Yeah. Yeah. As you know, I go camping smack dab in the middle of the World Series. <laughs> Every year. Your World Are you Series doing camper. that this year? No, I don't think so. I can. I have a freaking job now. It's brutal. I hate it. hate that for you. Um, guys, rounding out the infield... I have a young guy who I think we haven't talked about enough. Um, and I don't know if it's because we didn't come across him while we were there. I think Willie stole all the headlines for a while. 
The other part in the Trent Grisham trade, Luis Urias, who went over uh, to the Milwaukee Brewers. Guys, his season is kind of going to blow your mind a little bit. He's played all over the infield. He's now playing shortstop while Willie Adamas is out. And by the way, he's been raking while he's doing it. The 24-year-old, 24. He's got a 251 batting average, a 340 on base, and a 788 OPS. Those are really nice numbers. 20 home runs for a guy who can play all the infield positions and is 24 years old. It's already a strong year. Like when the Brewers are talking about next season, they're like, oh, you know, if Urias takes the next step, he's going to be a real ball player. 788 OPS. If he has a couple weeks and he ends up in the eights, like he goes from guy we talk about as a solid piece, like, yeah, you know, he's a good piece on the Brewers to like, He's a young impact player in the game Um, Especially if he's picking it at shortstop I don't have the defensive numbers in front of me But with that versatility And what he's doing at the stick With the stick, excuse me Nickname on baseball reference Weecho My guy, Luis Urias I like it This is a good one because it could go 100% either way Uh, If he tanks here ends up with an ops around 750 and it's like okay like this is who he is he's a 750 dude he's gonna get a little bit better but you're right if he gets into the eights then there's some mystery some intrigue oh he's 24 years old right now 800 ops now the trajectory is like this Mm. and everyone wants to talk about hey he just scratched the surface of his potential he's like that's crazy to me to really think about that like the guy is the same player but you're going you're gonna to take a small sample size of the last two weeks of the season, and that could totally change the perspective on a player, you know, from his front office, from his fans, from, you know, idiots talking about baseball like us. So this is, like, a big one, and I really hope he finishes strong and we start saying, like, okay, they got Adamas, they got Urias, El Huicho. Mm. He's a guy guy. I want to call him a guy guy, so finish strong. Does that mean witch? It's got to mean witch. I'm looking it up. The witch? Weecho is often a nickname for Luis in Latino culture. That was tweeted by the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm. Oh, I think they'd know. Doesn't mean witch. Mm. about that? He's one of those guys where his numbers are so much better when he's not at short. This season, it's mm. pretty drastic, and then on a career, it's there as well. I don't know. I don't Trev. Does that ever is that ever real? Mm. Like where you play affects your offense? Yeah. I don't think so, unless you're playing catcher. I think catcher is the one position where you're like, okay, fuck, like we get it. Your legs are tired. So I um, I yeah, I'm asking genuinely, because sometimes the splits like speak loud and other times I'm like, but is that really real? Like is yeah. is it like if you know, if someone was to say, you know, playing shortstop takes more of his focus off of hitting because he's constantly thinking about shortstop and, you know, where to be here and where to be there or, like, harping on plays or whatever. Is that real at all? I think it can be, you know, mentally if you struggle at a position. You know, shortstop is very difficult to play. So if he, you know, hasn't been playing well at shortstop, which I don't know, uh, but say you're between third base and shortstop. If you're uh, the guy – at third base, you know, you want the ball hit to you. Uh, you're making all the plays. Obviously, your mindset's going to be completely different than if you're at shortstop booting balls. You know, you're not going to feel very confident about yourself. And when you're at the plate, that confidence probably is the most important thing that you can have as a as a hitter. So in that regard, yeah. I like- in my experience, I was always, like, fucking trying to be really good defensively. I never was, like had one position where I felt like, yeah. oh, I could just play this no problem. Mm. So I was always like trying to make plays all the time. So for me, it didn't mean anything. But I, I could definitely see how for some guys, like for a guy like him, his defensive numbers, I will bet you are probably better at third base and second base than they are. I, I like that. Those are just easier positions. Yeah, I like are. the spin that you're saying. 
it's not that w- the worst position takes his brain off it. It could be that the position he excels at just is a confidence builder that he makes yes. a play, then he goes to the plate, and he's just feeling good all, all around. Because his offensive numbers, it looks like this year and his season third base is where he goes off. Interesting. He um, Looking at StatCast, that's above average over mm-hmm. his career. It's been not crazy below like the average range, but he's solidly below average defensive shortstop. Um, and like third base, it's been he hasn't been plus there, but it's been fine. And second base, he's about a league average defensive second baseman. So that might be maybe that's his long term home, he's or still, he's figuring out third. Still twenty four too. And by the way, a little bit of a short king listed at five nine. Ooh. Wish we got to see him at Ooh. field level. Well, you I'm know in love. He's five, eight, yeah, feels like a five eight. Um, and yeah, his his last thirteen games, he's been nine seventy four OPS, and he's been playing. Ten of those thirteen at shortstop. So boost those shortstop numbers. Get your get your arb numbers up, Luis. But yeah, and I I think Trev, like you, you just kind of had the the eyes open when, especially when you talk about a young player that, you know, I think that's the other spin zone on this. If if someone does limp to the finish line a little bit, you know, it, don't fully judge them on that either. Like if if that's how mm-hmm. you view players, like. You know, if the season ended today and we had all offseason to talk about Luis Urias, we'd be like, man, he had a, that's a really strong year for for a kid his age. Um, but finish even stronger, and we'll talk about you as a cornerstone, a cornerstone piece like that. You know, usually when I type someone's name into my search engine or like the bar or whatever, mm. baseball reference page pops up immediately. This is the first time I've been on Luis Urias's baseball reference. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think if uh, I think if this guy was a, a Yank, Sock, Dodger, I think we would he'd be in our mouth a little bit more. But Ooh. after this Brewers, also, Brewers postseason run, yeah, he's a reverse split guy. Mm. So if you're looking, God, I, I keep freaking losing my spot here versus left-handed pitching. Where, would I, where did I just have that? Where'd you just have that? Versus left-handed starters. That's where I was looking at. 640 OPS versus right-handed starters, 840 OPS. And he's a right-handed hitter. Mm. The numbers kind of average out more as you just go overall. Left-handed pitchers, 767. Right-handed pitchers, 794. But the starters, you must be facing some nasty lefties or something. Coach Trev need to talk to him about how to match those lefties? Wade Miley? Like, who's he facing that's the lefty? That is, it's got to be Wade. Shout out to Wade Miley. If I'm interpreting these uh, stack-ass defensive metrics right, which I might not be, would love for someone in the comments to explain. It's worse at shortstop than I originally thought. Okay. Like he, on the like makeable plays, he's like labor level at short. Okay. Anybody that's listening, earmuffs, earmuffs. 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 Shortstop is a motherfucker. Mm Mm-hmm. It is so difficult to play shortstop. When guys can do it and also hit the ball, that's why they get paid. Mm. It's just, it's, I don't think there's a more difficult position on the field. Me neither. There just isn't. I like that. John, that's the infield. Let's go to the outfield. Does the outfield want to be brought to us by the Kings? The Draft Kings? Mm. Ooh. Bet on Ian Happ to homer, and you'll win tons of money. Bet on Ian Happ to homer, yep. and you'll win tons I got some of money. bets going tonight, Trev, except whoops. Except I bet on the over in the game, and I think I meant I, – I, I thought I bet the under, and then I checked it, and I have the over now. And I can't change so it. You're going to win. Can't yeah, change it until I get back to New Jersey, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's talk they some – They allow you to change? Yeah. Yeah, DraftKings allows wow, you to change. that's nice. It's really nice. I also, Jake found this bet that DraftKings has that yeah. he loves, and I bet that as well today. So, you guys, here's some Here it is. little, you know, Jake thinks they're going to take it away. I think they're giving away so much free money that eventually it'll be taken away. You can bet on the starting pitcher to give up a home run and their team to lose. So, you kind of just go around the league, find a really bad pitcher. So, I, I have that tonight. I have the Yankees hitting a home run off – Tyler Wells, Alexander Wells. Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. I have the Yankees hitting a home oh, run yeah. off Alexander Wells. 
I mean, people listening, this has already happened. Yeah, so we'll find know. out. Yeah. And the Yankees winning. And, like, the odds. Pretty good. Were pretty good. Because I think that's pretty likely. Who were they? Bring them up. I can find them. but They're I normally, like, plus 180. Like, it, it's kind of wow. surprising because, you know, if you do some turkey math there, they're probably going to hit a home run. And if it's not a great starting pitcher, they're probably going to knock it around and put up a big number, which means they got a chance to win. I like it. I went. I no, think this I went. Was, uh, this was just a bad pitcher. They're not very likely to wasn't take a win themselves. Oh, wow. So, yeah. It's the Orioles, though. It's, it's like Orioles, very yeah. likely. It's the Orioles pitching in the Yankees. Min- is it more than like minus 120? Yeah, it's one, it? minus 165. I'll bring a mine. Okay, there's a little bit of juice. A little bit of one juice, but it is likely. Bigger. For a Yankees-Orioles game at this point in the season. Yeah. You know, well, just so you know, the Yankees are only what nine and six against the Orioles. Well, that might change or it might not, and we'll be sad, Trev. That's how it works. Could tie the rest of the way. You finding another one or no? You'd finish the read, and I'll find mine. Well, if you want to go have fun, check out those bets on DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code John Boy to receive two hundred dollars in free credit, free bets when you place a one dollar bet on any football game. It's exactly what I did, Trev. I had two hundred dollars of free. Uh, free bets, free credits. I put them all on the two bets I was talking about the other day. I won both of those. Now I have like $300 of free credits, and I'm putting them on these bets Boom. now. Mm. Just keep going go, and building. John. Yeah. All you got to do is put $1 on any football game, and you can do the same thing. Promo code JOHNBOY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA. Only new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Did you find? With it. Yeah, so I mean, this one blew my mind the other day. It was Rockies-Phillies, which, well, this is kind of funny now because it was the only game they won, but it was Kyle Freeland versus Zach Wheeler. So I did Kyle Freeland to give up a homer and Rockies to lose. It was plus 130 on Wheeler Day. Um, there's money to be had out there. Go check them out at DraftKings. Do you want to hear a stat that I came across? I would love this, I think. And I don't mean this in a negative way to gi- the Giants, the Giants fans. Uh-oh. But there are 20, or excuse me, 44 games above 500 right now. Mm. They're 20 games over 500 against Arizona and Colorado alone. Half of their, I mean, about half of their games being over 500 came from just beating the crap out of Arizona and Colorado. That's part of the formula. You just said the Yankees haven't beaten the Orioles. The Rays dominated the Orioles this year. I know. I mean, look, you, you, they did what they're supposed to do. And then some. I thought that was interesting, though. So who's the outfield brought to you by DraftKings? The outfield. We'll start with Happer. He got a shout-out at the beginning of the show. Um, And, you know, if you've been tracking with us and we've been trying to shout-out, he is our guy. Go check out the compound, all that stuff. Ian's Ian's a really good dude. Our playing video the other day was hilarious um, with him and Coach Ballgame. Ian Happer. Ian Happ on the season right now is 223, 309 on base, a 741 OPS. So when he's been hitting them, they've been going. Um, Unfortunately, that's bad when your name's Ian Happ at this point. They, uh, you lost me there a little bit. What? Like those aren't good numbers. And the fact that he's Ian Happ, they're even worse numbers. If Urias was having those numbers, you'd be like, yeah, you can pick it up, but it's not terrible. But that's going to be looked at as a down year. He was having Ian Happ, and he'll tell us this. We'll probably have him on in the offseason. He'll tell us he was having an awful season. Jim, I think you found the cutoff date. The rock bottom was August 12th. Ian Happ was hitting 176, 283 with a 599 OPS. Yeah, it's funny because it's like he almost saw his OPS on the scoreboard and it started with a five. Ooh. And the very next day, he. Hit like a homer, a couple homers, and then just never looked back. The reverse Trev effect. He saw the bad numbers and was like, I'm better than that. Yeah. This ends. The Jumbotron. The Jumbotron doesn't lie. God. It tells you the truth every single time you're at the play. I would love. Good or bad. Uh, whether it's winter meetings or whenever it happens, but you talking Jumbotron analytics to some analytics oh, people baby. would be fantastic. Um, it's just the numbers are so bad. 
big <laughs> and everyone can see them. There's no There's hiding. There's no hiding. From that. You're naked. No. Let's talk about the good stuff with Ian Happ. August 13th to September 13th, a month. He's played 27 games. He's hit 11 home runs. Mm. 1.178 OPS. 366, 396 OPB, 782 slugging. Okay, Bonds. Hap has been going nut job to the point that his numbers, he has a 97 OPS plus. His numbers are around in a sick way average. (laughs) If Ian Hap keeps this going, which he will, John Boy Media, not a doubt. Man, a couple more of these weeks, and you're looking at like a 28-homer season. You talk about how bad it was for a little bit, but he found it. Um, And keep it going, Happer, because it's, uh, man, I can only imagine how those first couple months felt, but I bet it feels pretty good right now. wonder what the formula is to, like, you know, find an end game we like and see what he has to do by then. Mm. Because I want, you know, let's get the OPS Plus to 100. You're at 97. Just a like a three digit OPS plus because uh, he hasn't had one that's not three digits right, his entire career. Got to keep that clean. So that's what we need. That's what we're fighting for. And here's a guy in arbitration making four something four point one this year. If he didn't get hot and his numbers were where they were at, he'd be a four one guy again next year. Maybe a, maybe like a four five guy. Mm-hmm. But because he's gotten this hot. He'll have a pretty standard raise in arbitration. If he continues to go gangbusters, he'll actually, you know, maybe outperform that. So this means a lot. And I'll tell this to everybody that's listening. If Ian Happ gets his OPS plus over 100, I will send him a nice bottle of wine. I'll give him a bottle of wine that's worth $100 or more. How about that? Make it whatever his OPS is. Say he gets it up to 115, you got to get a $115 bottle of wine. Yes. I'll just send him. I'll Venmo him one hundred and fifteen dollars. No, you have to pick out the wine. No, you have to pick it out. Send him the wine. But what if he doesn't like a Shiraz? It doesn't matter. He'll mad. like it. That's you're the power player. The wine really is second to the sentiment that it costs his OPS. Okay. I, I'd honestly prefer if the wine tasted like ass. I don't think he'll ever. O- I don't think he'll ever ass. open it. Love ass. I think it'll be on the shelf. Yeah, it's probably going to be a memory for him. Yeah. Whatever your OPS plus ends up at. If, if it's over 100, if it's below 100, you get nothing. You get chucks. If it's over 100, Two buck chuck. you get a nice bottle of vino. And I'll pick something, you know, that I think everyone will like. Where are the Cubs playing? Because, I mean, if he keeps playing like this, he's playing the Phillies. Okay. I mean, when we do the Friday up, he could be at 100 spot the way he's swinging it. So no, he's got to end it. Right, right, right. right. got to end it. Right, but... That's uh that's what I'm saying. Keep going, Happer. If you look at his game, if you look at his game log in September, he's got one game without a hit. Against the Giants, one over four. Every other game, three hits, two hits. You know, he's he's doing it. Good job, Ian. He's going nuts. Um and I think even Is he sneaky good looking? His body is nice. <laughs> Ooh. Um like it's just well good eyes. He's kind of got to create a player body. Um, the height was a little suspect, but the the curves were nice. Well, what's he listed as? Are six you foot? Saying he's listed at six. Are you saying he's under six? Don't. Say I'm not that. saying anything. He might be six feet. Right on the he's nose. Six feet. I don't I doubt it. Two hundred five. Yeah. All six right. feet. And Hap. Keep staying hot, so Cubs fans, Cubs fans will be psyched about this hot stretch the rest of the way. Uh, center field, maybe my other weirdest position. Uh, it's mostly because a, I was kind of surprised he was playing again, and b, he's going to be bookends. Trev, I know this one's a weird combo for you because you you're attached to this guy. But, again, it's tied to the conversation. Byron Buxton had one of the best Aprils you can kind of have as a baseball player. He just he went nuts. All JM team. The stats are through the roof. For the past three years, if you're measuring war or however you like to measure baseball players, Buxton has been an animal. 169 games, 
an 876 OPS. That's a 131 OPS plus while being one of the premier defenders in the sport at a position that is tough to find in baseball. I was telling you guys on the last all Jakey Snakey team, um, like appreciate what Brian Reynolds is doing. Um, Marked anyone playing center field appreciate what they're doing because that list gets thin quick. Byron Buxton is going to be one of the biggest names of this offseason, I think. They they talked about trading him at the deadline. He's going to be demanding money for a player that does what he does on the field. We don't have to do any of the injury stuff because I think that part of Buxton is – that conversation is out there. That's not going to change no matter what. These final three weeks, he's only played 43 games this year. So that's why I wanted to add him because his numbers have the most fluctuation potential. And by the way, in those 43 games this year, 302, 344, a 978 OPS. If Young Buck finishes the year with those numbers and you tie it into the last three, man, the conversations around him this offseason are going to be wild. If he fades a little bit, I think the conversation's kind of going to be the same. I think it's going to be like, yeah, Buxton's crazy talented, small sample size this year, we're worried about injury. If he finishes out with these numbers, I think it's like, which contender is going to take the chance on this guy? Because, man, is all the talent there. Um, so I put Young Buck on the team. A little odd. I like it. It's hard to put like a price tag on what, an extension or free agent contract would be. He's got one more year of arbitration, I believe. Mm-hmm. Let me check that. Yes, he does. So he'll play next year. He earned five point one this year. Going off uh, in twenty twenty one, we'll probably put him somewhere like close to ten, nine to ten in arbitration. The numbers that he's that he's put up. You know, the injuries. He didn't play a lot of games, like you said, but I think he'll get that type of raise. The Twins offered him seven years, 80, I think it was this year, Mm. which I think is a slap in the face because even if he just puts up kind of regular offensive numbers, what he brings to the table defensively is worth that. So Chris Rose posed this question to me. He said, six years, 120, who says no? Buxton or the Twins? I think both. (laughs) They offered him 11... They offered him eleven million a year, essentially. Like getting up to twenty AAV is a, a whole different ball game. And I think Buxton's willing to bet on himself. Like he is that talented. He's a guy that if he stays healthy, you know, should be like a twenty-five million dollar player a year, million dollars a year type player. Um, so he has to keep doing it. I think he's gonna bet on himself. We'll see if he gets traded. If I'm the Twins and he finishes hot, you probably trade him in the offseason. If he kind of finishes and like flames out a little bit, you got to keep him and see what happens next year. There'll be a market for him no matter what. Yeah. What are you thinking, Jimmer? You know how many guys named Buxton have been in MLB before? Now we're talking. Last name Buxton? Two. Trev, do you have a guess? No, I mean, I'm going to say three. 200. Wow. What? Minus 198. Answer's two. Jake was correct. Nice job, Jake. I tried to cut you out Woo! right there. Math pod. Ralph. Who's the other? Ralph Buxton. Ralph Buxton. Oh, of course. Pitched in 1934, <laughs> then pitched in the Pacific Coast League for 11 years before getting another shot in the majors at age 37. Uh, suspended for pine tar usage. No. Triple A. Mm. Ralph. Ralph mm. Pine Tar Buxton. That's tough. Yeah, you know, C. Rose went to high school with him. He told me about Ooh. it. Before. Ooh, burn old jokes. Sorry. <laughs> um, Who's the other outfielder? The other side to the Buxton argument, by the way, is wild. Career 295 on base. 245 yeah, bang. Not great. But he had a really, really tough. He had a slow start. I mean, he's gonna he's on, gonna have on. to bet on himself, Trev. It, that's that's where I've landed on this whole thing. Buxton's gonna have to go into his free agency year, take a chance, and hope he balls out for 125. Because if he does, he will get paid, paid. I just want to say this about Byron. Okay. 
for a long time. Young guy. It's already hard enough being a young guy in the big leagues. You know, he debuted at 21 in 2015. He got fucked with so much offensively. Get your foot down early. Mm. Hit the ball on the ground. Use your speed. These were things that were being taught to Byron. Hit the ball hard the other way. I mean, that was a Twins thing for a long time, especially, you know, if you got speed, they wanted you to do that. It's only been recently that he's said, and I remember seeing him, gosh, I don't know if he was rehabbing in AAA. I think it was in AAA at some point. We were there together. I don't know what the hell happened. God, that's horrible. I blocked all those years from my Mm. mind. He's like, I'm done. I'm doing what makes me happy. And there was a hitting coach in AAA, and I'm forgetting his name right now, um, that gave him that advice. Like, this is your career. You have to do what makes you feel comfortable at the plate because if you're not comfortable, you're going to be putting up these numbers. So he's taking control of that. So if you go over the last, what, three years, 19, 8, 27, 28, 44, 21, 9, 78. It looks like, you know, he's figured out stuff that works for him. You almost got to throw, like, the shitty – first couple years out offensively for Byron because he was I mean I know you can't do that but like personally I saw how much he got messed with and he's he's a better he was a better player at that time than his numbers showed that's my Byron Buxton rant it's beautiful it's beautiful go ball out now I've cursed twice on this episode and I don't like it damn damn I think I think one of the uber talented teams takes a chance on him this offseason like Dodgers or Houston, someone like that. Oh my gosh. Have- Dodgers. I- the Dodgers are going to DFA Belly and go get Pia Buxton. <laughs> Just pick him up. Um, what are you thinking about? I see you spinning. You think they're going to trade for him? I think they could. I don't see that happening. I, I would think he, one more, he's got to play a full season before anyone ponies takes up. The or chance. Takes a chance. See, I think the opposite because I think teams will be looking at it like we can still get this guy on the cheap. Well, then if you're the Twins, that's where I because if he has a good three months, you can get him at a high. If you're the, you can't sell low on Buxton if you're the Twins because the amount that you can sell high next July is might be through the roof. Or if he if he's injured again, you didn't lose out on much because you were going to sell low. So if you're the Twins, please do not sell low on Byron Buxton. I think it's an opportune time for them to sell. But you're that, saying they're going to uh, sell low. Know, it's never been a plan. I don't think I don't think it's necessarily low right now. I think it's about where it should be his trade value. Like people know the potential and what you can get. Like there that means something still, so you're going to have to give something up. Could it be higher? 100%. Could it be lower? 100%. Like I think it's kind of in that that area like if the twins are like hey we got a package that we like in the off season they're just gonna do it they don't want to take the chance that you know maybe he gets injured again or maybe he starts out slow he's had a really good year this year in the games that he's played so like in in their eyes hey his values here other teams could be thinking if you want to trade for a guy that bucks in you're projecting him much higher than that so you're like i can get him a little cheap right now that's where i have one of the elite elite going for it because even if he's healthy for you for the playoffs, if you're the Dodgers or Houston, like that's kind of what you're paying for. But I, your Twins points are very true. They're putting their neck out his, there for almost no reason if that happens. His defense is worth $10 million a year. Bang. My final outfielder. Rays trade Kiermaier for... Ooh. They trade the one year of Kiermaier and they pick up Buxton for cheaper. I kind of love that. And hate it. Kiermaier's going to make $12 million. Buxton's going to make... So they'll save a couple bucks? Buxton's going to make about $7 million, So they save $5 million. They trade Kiermaier. They bring in Buxton. Brett Phillips is around. Byron Buxton on the race. Um, my final outfielder... Just uh, a straight swap. Love it. That might happen. That could be... A, they both have platinum That could gloves, be Charlie Morton to the Braves right there, people. Listen. Um, my last outfielder, I'm keeping it in the big city, uh, Michael Conforto, uh, for the New York Mets. He is entering free agency, I believe. Yep. Um, 
And by the way, like, go check out his baseball reference. This dude's got some real nice seasons under his belt. Um, 2017, he had a 939 OPS. 2019, 856. Uh, he raked in the short season last year. Career 825 OPS guy. Uh, plays a solid corner outfield. He got off to an atrocious start to this season. He was really on the struggle bus. We did our episode. We did a Yankees-Mets preview episode with uh, Jolly Olive and Jerry Blevins. Uh, Shea Station, go check them out if you're a Mets fan. Or anyone. Go check them out. They both make me laugh. Um, man, Jolly Olive said that like Conforto was one of his most trusted hitters in a big spot right now. And I was like, What? Because you look at the stats and they don't tell that story right now. He's hitting 226, uh, 719 OPS, which gives him an 100 OPS plus, which is kind of funny. I think the numbers are all a little lower this year, going back to the sticky stuff times. Um, he's got some big platoon numbers this year. He hasn't hit lefties at all. Um, he had a really nice August, uh, 876 OPS. For me, this one was just your energy hitting free agency. Like, finish strong, get the OPS plus over that 100 mark, you know, point to your career. You know, he's got basically 16 career war, a really nice corner outfielder. And just like you've emphasized, Trev, when you've worked so hard to be good at baseball, part of that that does tie in is getting that one big payday. And, man, with a couple good weeks, he can take a lot of the juice out of GM's Pockets that are trying to sign him as cheap as possible. So I, I'm rooting for Conforto the final weeks and go get that payday, kid. Yeah, this could be. I mean, he could make right now. I mean, this is just me completely guessing. Mm. By the way, he's going to command like seventy million bucks. Go off a couple of really hot weeks here. Mm. Maybe that bumps up to ninety. Maybe a hunch. Mm. That's the difference. I mean, that, that's that's the truth, man. Like people remember how you finished, and you get that OPS a little bit higher because yeah, that's not looking too good compared to his overall numbers. But uh, I think he's already proven en- like he's reliable enough, and he has the track record that he's going to get a, a really nice payday this off season. But that's like think about that. Two weeks of good baseball could change it from. 10 million bucks easily <laughs> yeah. could change it. That's nuts. Mm. Nuts. Go Michael Conforto. Agent Scott Boris, too. So, you know, hey. how much how much love have we given Marcus Simeon for betting on himself? Like, if he's demanding that 90 and nobody's coming, now you're Michael Conforto taking a one-year tester deal, which, God, it's just crazy the... We got one more guy. It's a pitcher. It's big time discussion. It's exciting. Mm. Brought to you by the Rose Rotation, one of the best MLB interview shows you'll ever listen to because Chris Rose is amazing at talking to these guys and getting the best out of them. His co-hosts are MLB players. Mm. Trevor May, Giolito, Glassnow, Brault, Miggy Rojas, I'll hop on as his second host, and then they have guests on top of that. He also has a ton of guests sometimes when he can't get a co-host. I mean, Scherzer's been on, Castellanos Mm -hmm. has been on, McCann, Rich Hill, Trevor Williams, Adamas, Hendricks, Musgrove, Snell, Chisholm. It's awesome. Episodes are released Mondays and Thursdays on the JM Baseball YouTube channel or wherever you listen to podcasts. Chris Rose absolutely kills it, so go check out the show. And who's the pitcher, Jake? Jim, it's your guy. Um, mm-hmm. You say Kikuchi of the Seattle Mariners. We've already kind of started the Mariners hype train for next season. Kikuchi hits on a couple levels, Jim. You had him as your breakout, and he's got one of the funkier contracts in the sport. Um, he's having a really solid year. He was an all-star, um, 27 starts, a 4-2-3 ERA. ERA is not everything, um, but, you know, he was an all-star, and I think it's kind of trending. The second half hasn't been as pleasant to him. He's had a 5-6-4 ERA. The Mariners are in the playoff hunt still. He's going to get three or four more starts. 
if Usai straightens it out for three or four more starts, if he could tuck under four ERA, that speaks to everyone that's ever watched the game of baseball. Seeing that four or that three for a starting pitcher means a world of difference. Couple bad starts if he starts heading the four five route, which is kind of more aligned with his career, then people are just gonna point to that and say, like, yeah, I don't know, he's an arm. So and he's got a lot of money on the table. Um, because A, we think these Mariners want to make moves for the for the upcoming season. They'd have to opt into his next three years of contract, which is crazy to think about. Um so I don't know. You say in the playoff race, he can make a lot of fans in Seattle if he drops Dick for three days. Um, if he doesn't have it, a really strong year for him just doesn't look as good as it should look. What if I told you I got a guy who's not going to miss a start all year and his average start any given night, his average start's going to be five and two-thirds, with two and a half earned runs. Would you put that guy in your rotation? Give me him. That's 16 and a half mil. That was my follow-up. Yeah. It's yes, but I don't think you're signing yeah. him for three years, 16 and a half mil, so I think he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year because you want him for three years because that's pretty stable and a good guy, in the. but I don't think it's worth 16 uh, three years in a row. So I'm very interested to see if the Mariners opt in or opt out. I'm leaning opt out. And try to re-sign him like we've seen teams yeah. do mm. and just at a lower level. Like, we love it here. We just don't think we can commit to that. Um, but he's definitely worthwhile as a rotation piece for sure. And he's had some really good starts. He just also has had some some clunkers. So, James, you're, like, in touch with this contract. I'm looking at it right now. 16.5 team option next year, $13 million player option. So he can opt in next year and make 13 yeah, for one year, for one and year. That, if the and team takes three more if years, the team yeah. takes their option, they take all three, I believe. They the team doesn't get yeah, to go that, year yeah. by year. The team has yes. if I'm remember it's such a weird contract, yeah. but I think the team has to take all three, which I don't think they're going to do. Technically it's four, Jimmy. Oh, it is. Yeah, cuz it's, tw- it's Yeah, it's, but I feel like through 25. I have it up right here. 16 and a half team option, 22, 23, 24, and 25. So there's no way they're picking that up. So he's going to pick up his $13 million player them. option. So he'll take he'll he'll pick up the team option or the player, the player option. option or he'll shop himself around and see if someone gives him like 2 years 25. I yeah, god, it's tough. I bet he would just do the one year at that point. Yeah, I would too. But it's his contract's always been Justin. He is thirty one. He's or he'll be thirty one next year. He he interesting. should interesting interesting. Yeah, he's thirty one, which makes me think he should he should go get right if you could get the two or three. You can get yeah. three years from someone. Yeah. Mm. This game is not kind to people over thirty. Okay. Mm. You're telling me they rip it away from you. They rip it right out your dang hands. Mm. They're not going to take that. They're not going to give him $66 million over four years. They're not going to pick it up. I hope. How about this? I hope Usai pisses off the Seattle front office by absolutely dropping it in three games that mean a lot to Mariners fans that they're saying, we got, we have to. Dude, they, our guy. Dude, the Mariners are cutthroat, dude. <laughs> they don't care about three starts. They're going to be like, okay, yeah, take your $13 million option, yeah. and we'll get you next year, and we'll see what happens. The leverage is all with the team right now. So. I think he can beat that one year thirteen though. Um, if he just just wants, you know, I want to guarantee him on a roster for the next three years. I don't need to beat the AAV, which at thirty one, yeah, I think is sure maybe the better play. I mean, and maybe the Mariners do that. Maybe the, maybe he says, "Hey guys, I'll come back at uh, what's his what's his player options thirteen. Say he says I'll come back three years, give me twenty seven. I'll take nine a year." Fourteen million dollars extra on for him, guaranteed money. Even even Who ten a no? year for three years. I mean, that's half of what they're. I think I think the Mariners would do that. Well, put put that on a list of things I like, want to follow this offseason. Yeah, yeah. Put it down. Put it on. I wrote it. I just wrote it in the air. So Jake's make or break lineup. 
And yeah, either way for Kikuchi, because we I think we killed the contract stuff there. His his year on paper can feel a lot differently because of a couple starts upcoming. I when, checked it out. He's got one against the Royals and two against Oakland in his last three starts. So go drop it. He's had he's been pretty good against Oakland. Two games, twelve innings pitch, four on runs. Um, but he had one poor start against Kansas City. They got lucky. For some reason, and I know the Mariners are an AL team, and I know he's on the Mariners. Mm. For some reason, I think of him as an NL pitcher, and I don't know why. Okay. When I saw the schedule, and I was like, oh, Kansas City. Oh, and then Oakland. Wow, two interleague games to end it? I was like, what? And then I'm like, dude, he's in the AL, and they're the AL. But I've done that a couple times with him. I just, for some reason, my brain thinks he's in the NL. Maybe that's his future signing. Maybe Maybe that's a premonition. Yeah, maybe I'm seeing a premonition here. Yeah. Okay. Heavy. You know what? If he opts out, if they don't give him the the, if they don't give him the blah blah blah, club yeah. option, Giants would just swoop him up. Mm. Oh wow! Stay in division. Stay in the north, uh, west ish. Definitely west. Not in division, but yeah, that's, that's well. He's a national league well, guy. Not in division. Oh, yeah, you're right. West. He's an NL west I meant guy. stay in the yeah. west. People don't even know he actually pitches for the Giants. I, I meant stay in the region. <laughs> He's pitched three games And then the be Giants. in the National League. That's how I got there. Nobody noticed. I was like, what National League team would get him? And I was like, Giants would grab him. The Giants will get him and turn him into a fucking superstar. Now, that's three times I've cursed. Oh hey, we got to end the show. Oh There's God. so much cursing. Sorry to the kids. We good? Every- Go Giants coaching staff. Want to see a picture I got? Yeah. I hope it's a happy follow-up on that episode. I might, this might cause... Me to go robot mode because I'm, you yep. know, putting my phone near. We'll narrate it if we need to. My guy, JP Martinez, sent me this. Yeah, the Giants. A bunch of former twins. Giants clinched yesterday. That's a, that's right pretty there. crazy. Who what's was the, it? We couldn't see the picture. That what's great. the earliest clinching ever in MLB that where they pop champagne? Probably the Mariners that one year, right? They won 116 games. Didn't the Tigers one year clinch? The 1995 Indians were a juggernaut winning 100 games despite a strike-shortened 144-game season. Oh, doesn't count. Jesus. Um, September 8th for them. But it was a strike-shortened season, so that doesn't count. Mm. My first year in Minnesota, we clinched September like 12th or something. It was incredible. Mm. Never clinched again. Man, Sad. sometimes the Yankees clinched the AL East in 1998 on September 9th. Mm. Love that. When that's get off the air. That's 21 games of who cares. Mm. Yeah. When we get off the air, ask me um, what was offered for my 2010 AL Central Championship hat. Everyone tweet that at Everyone Trevor Plouffe. That. Yeah. It's not for the The Yankees year. clinched the division. Like, the Giants clinched a, play, Playoffs, a playoff berth. Right. September 9th, division. Mm. That's nuts. Mm. All right. Yeah. It is nuts. It's the earliest ever in the history of MLB. So it is very nuts. nuts. That's the show. Good job, Jake. Can't wait for Friday stimulation with BBD. Oh, sexy. You'd be the first.